Hello, everybody. This is the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fenn. This is Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing very well. Um, before we get started, I just want to say if uh, if our listeners could leave a review on your respective podcast apps, that would be amazing. If you could give us a follow on Twitter. That would also be amazing. That's a that's all a big help. Um, and now let's get into it. Um, this week we had some well, we had some big news for this week um, since we last recorded, and that is that Kenny Omega defeated Rich Swan, and he's now the unified champ of Impact Wrestling as well. So there's two more belts for Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fun. He wasn't. He didn't have them on Dynamite this week, and I believe, if just just using my logical brain and how they shot everything and how they spoke about it and what I've heard since then, is that this was a recorded. This episode was recorded before that uh, that match over the weekend. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so they couldn't. They didn't want to spoil it. They would risk spoilers. Um, having uh, impacts um, pay-per-view spoiled for them and that would suck mm-hmm. because obviously there's a there's a, there I don't want to say there's a spy out there but there's somebody that works for or in the development of setting up either Daly's place or the AEW broadcast that leaks information every once in a while and it ends up on Reddit. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's probably somebody that works like the concession stand or something. <clears throat> it, it it's somebody somebody small mm-hmm. that uh sends it out to uh to somebody who I don't even know if they are a wrestling fan, but they get the information and they put it up on on Reddit on uh Squared Circle. I've I've made the mistake of going up there every once in a while and it is the guy is right mm-hmm. almost all the time. So don't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, it's just, it's AEW protecting impact is what I, is how I saw it. And actually, as we're recording this, I believe, uh, impact is running their first episode with Kenny as the champ Mm. right now. Okay. So that is Thursday. Well, I'll have to have to check that out. Um, after we're done recording, Mm -hmm. see, see what happens there. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was a really fun and effective go home show for for blood and guts. Um, it's now a much bigger show than we had initially thought. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite interesting. We'll get into that as we as we get to it. Um, what were your and what were what are your uh, initial thoughts on the show? Uh, I thought it was a really good show. Uh, it seems like the past couple of weeks they've just been having lots of really 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 quality matches. It's like yep. Uh, is I thought this was a really good show. It seems like they're um, just going all out now that they're unopposed. Not, not that they weren't before, but it just it feels like the past two weeks have been just been like pay per view, like kind of like pay per views because not a lot of talking and a lot of matches to me is what it seems like. Yeah, I think well because before they had to sort of manage what they want to put out as a show like their vision and also manage oh do we think someone's going to flip over mm-hmm. to the other to the other side because initially when AEW first started 
it was there was no promos when uh, when Dynamite first started. Mm-hmm. There was very very little promos. They didn't have um, somebody in the. Well, they had Jericho cut one promo, but they didn't have Moxley. Moxley of all people cut a uh, cut a real promo until a month into the company. Mm-hmm. So th- their initial vision was a little less talking, a little more wrestling, mm-hmm. and. So it's not that surprising to see them. I'm not saying that they're going back to that direction, but maybe not being Balancing as concerned a little bit more. Yeah, with uh, with like, oh, if we put a talking segment here, this is when NXT normally puts on a big match, so we have to match that with a big match, and we don't want our view. They they don't have to be concerned with that anymore. Mm-hmm. They can just put out their vision, which is nice. Except for tonight or um, last night. They had to worry about the president, but <laughs> yes. Um, actually what's interesting. I think you mentioned that was they put out their, in our opinion, at least their three biggest matches before the president spoke mm-hmm. in the first hour. And I know I was like, wow, they are going heavy early with these yeah. three matches. All three of them, I thought, could have been the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, in, WWE did that one time. I think it was when John Moxley was the champ in WWE, and it was like a three-way match between him, AJ Styles, and John Cena at a pay-per-view. But there was a presidential debate that night, so that match was just on first. <laughs> <laughs> so wrestling companies, really, they're aware of that kind of stuff too. So it's always funny. To- yeah, it, it's uh, it's really interesting how that mm-hmm. works. So yeah, obviously we don't really like to talk about ratings, but the uh, the ratings were. A little bit down, but in uh, in a sense that like ten thousand plus people watch were watching the presidential debate. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, yeah, okay, they were yeah. they were or not debate, but you know his, the presidential yeah, address. Whatever he was talking about, he's going to do. But they were down, but they weren't like. I mean, it wasn't a nope. million, but it was like it was like what their normal Wednesday ratings they were. were. They were less than a hundred thousand away from the highest non news and that was um that was the NBA. Mm-hmm. And they beat uh and th- that was one NBA game, all the other NBA game all the other NBA games they beat. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, just, they actually they still, did, still well. did very well. Mm-hmm. They were just shy of nine thousand. So yeah. yeah. That's what we thought. That's what people thought they were gonna be two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they hit that this week. So yeah. So thanks a Anyways, lot. Anyways, I, I, no, <laughs> yeah, I don't like to, uh, but yeah, next week is going to be cute. Oh yeah, they'll have a big number next week. They they did a, I think they did a good job of hyping up for next week. Okay, so let's get into this first match. This is Hangman versus Brian Cage. What was what were your thoughts of this one heading in? I thought this was going to be just a all out banger of a match because I really like these two guys. They both can go. I was shocked by the ending, but in a good way. I think it helps continue the story they're trying to tell. But it was a lot of fun. Lots of big power moves from Cage and Hangman trying to hang in there. And, yeah, it was really good. Yep, fitting name for him there. Uh, yeah, so I thought a fantastic match. Brian Cage just came in. He just completely ran over mm-hmm. Hangman in a shocking manner. It, to me, it was very reminiscent of Brody beating Cody. Yep. yeah. If not to to a slightly lesser degree, because I think the Brody Cody match lasted 
Actually, it was like two and a half minutes or something like that. It was super short. Yeah, this one was only six minutes. Mm-hmm. This was a very short match. Yeah. Um, Hangman got a, a tiny bit of offense. Hangman just got assault. So right away, Hangman gets assaulted he, on the entrance ramp. He comes out. Team Taz just attacks him from behind. Then Dark Order comes out but to chase him off. But the damage is already done. And Cage follows that up with a huge power bomb on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Then... Taz smartly on commentary. He's letting everybody know that uh, he's like, "Oh, guys, all this happened before the match started. We're not a cheating team. <laughs> We're a smart team, and I need you to understand that this is all within the rules." And I mean, technically, he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "I need you guys to acknowledge that we are a smart team. Say it, <laughs> say it, Jr." And Jr.'s like, "You're a smart team," <laughs> and then. Cage just carried the offense throughout this whole match. Hangman was fighting from behind the entire time. It, and it looked like any time he got offense or he even got like a little bit of space between him and Cage, like he was just sucking breath. Mm-hmm. Like like he couldn't follow up anything he did. Yeah. Um, Cage was suplexing Hangman from pillar to post when they were in the ring. And when they were outside the ring, he was throwing him into anything hard. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just... There was- one spot when he threw him into the the barricade outside, and you, yes, you could just see it on Hangman's was... face like that. That sucked. <laughs> like he threw him into the barricade, and he like, hit the barricade and would, like stick to mm-hmm. it for like a second. That's how hard he hit yeah. it. Like he was just in the air for a while, and then he would just slide down. It was like oh my god, and he did it twice in a row for emphasis. Um, and as I said. Hangman couldn't get any offense in. The only significant offense he got was he got his Urhar moonsault off. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a really nice moonsault. And it was, it's really cool because it looks like he does not look at the guy he's doing the moonsault on yeah. once. He just, he hops up there, never looks back over his shoulder and just goes. And like, that is like the ultimate trust fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, and he hits them every time. Yeah. Yes, and then his targeting on those is always really good. Uh, but Cage is also a huge target to hit, so it's not <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, the final sequence was spectacular. Um, Hangman went for the buckshot lariat, but Cage countered it, catching him, f fiving him, then hit a power bomb, picked him up mid like a, he never let go of the power bomb, mm-hmm. picked him up, buckle bombed him, then picked him up again, drill claw one two three, and I was like. Holy yeah. fuck. Like, I did not see this coming. He just murdered Hangman. Yeah. I was eating dinner when this happened. I think I had a mouthful of food, and I was like, wow, just all this food in my mouth. Because I was not expecting <laughs> that. I really, I was like, dang, they're going to have, because in my head, when all he did all those moves, I was like, man, are they going to have Hangman kick out of all of these moves? That's nuts. But then he didn't. I was like, oh, you okay? <laughs> well, yeah, because the whole time you're, wait, you're waiting for that fire up. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for that fire up spot, and you're like, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, <laughs> like, wait, hold on. He's done. <laughs> and, oh, it's just so cool. And you can see now that the, the story they're telling in kayfabe, which is sort of what I was saying was a hangman, despite his record is not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, he finally got to, he sort of like, he went up like the, up the roster beating tougher and tougher guys. And now he's hit the wall. Mm-hmm. And now he's pushed back down again. And this is just continuing the story of his physical and mental recovery from being betrayed by Kenny. Yeah. And 
It's awesome. I wonder if they'll have him lose again the next time he wrestles. Like the, the I think we're going to see maybe some more story from Hangman now. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if he'll have a match at the pay per view. He might because they're obviously telling a story here. Yeah, like he'll probably have. Uh, you never know, mate. They might do another battle royale type match, and he could win that. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know where it's going, but it's cool. Like it blew the the main event scene wide open as mm-hmm. far as uh who's challenging for what. Yeah, because, I uh, I liked it for that reason cuz it it's I still feel like it's too early for Hangman to go for mm-hmm. Kenny's yet cuz Kenny's still on that upward swing of his heel run, so you don't want him to get the it titles taken away too quick. So, yeah, I think it's good. It, it gives Hangman something to do and it extends the story longer. Yeah, it it clearly in Hangman's story, it clearly wasn't Hangman's time yet. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at you're looking at the time pay per views in like what three weeks? Yeah. Um, you're looking at the pay per view. You're looking at Hangman. You're seeing that he's number one. You're like you're looking at Kenny. You're like, okay, how did they get out of this? Mm-hmm. Because they're clearly not doing this yet. This is how they get out of it. Yeah, they have him lose, and he's no longer number one. Maybe K, like we might be seeing Brian Cage face Kenny. Um, even then that's a little bit of a, of a quick turn. What I'm thinking is who I'm looking at this and like, who else is gunning for Kenny or who has been in his orbit and is also involved with team Taz. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. It's Christian. Yeah. That, that the story is coming together. Like I think these three guys are kind of, Brian Cage, Christian Cage, and Kenny is sort of Kenny's their target, but they're not quite there mm-hmm. yet. Like one of the cages, yeah, I think is going to end up facing Kenny, but we don't know who that is yet. Yeah, that'd be good. And and I, I like that. My prediction is that uh, Brian Cage is probably going to beat Christian Cage. Like Christian Cage is also sort of climbing that mountain that Hangman was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I think he's gonna hit the gonna hit the wall, and that wall being Brian Cage. Yeah, and yeah, and, Brian uh, Cage Brian will definitely. Cage. When we get to it later, he'll be the last person Christian fights from Team Taz too, and I don't think he'll be able to overcome him at that point. Yeah, I think. Uh, and then I think that gets Brian Cage to Kenny. But even then, it's like I'm looking at Kenny. I'm like, this is not long from now, so maybe it's Kingston. Yeah. That was faces him first. Thinking that too, because when we get to it later, it seems like they're set up a feud between them, those two guys. Yeah, he he he's the only guy that is uh, that's in some kind of story mm-hmm. with Kenny right now. Like realistically, that's they're, where they're actually interacting, and it's it doesn't look like it's far off in the distance. Like Christian Cage right now does look like it's far off in the distance. Yeah. So I think maybe we see Brian versus Christian at the pay per view. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Brian Cage versus Christian Cage, and uh, in the Hangman in a cage just, match, Rage in the Cage with the Cage and Cage with Hangman Page on a pole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got to do Hangman Page versus Ethan Page if we're doing Christian Cage versus Brian Cage. <laughs> That's all the rage. <laughs> all right, so next we have the Super Elite in a limo. So. 
This was ridiculous. this was a funny. It was segment. funny, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it's funny, mm-hmm. and it's funnier the more I look at mm-hmm. it. Um, so we have the super elite. They're in the limo. It's six sweaty men in a limo. Don Callis uh, points that out. He he mentions how good it is to have six grown men stuffed in the back of a limo when clearly it's them being their trailers destroyed and they're terrified of uh, mm-hmm. Moxley and Kingston. So they're all huddled together yeah. in their little car. Um, and they look like complete goofballs. They're all wearing hats. They're all wearing the big dangling necklaces. They all, like, Nick Jackson, I swear to God, is wearing a first sleep yeah, mask on his that's forehead. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, is that a freaking sleep mask that he's just wearing as like a bandana? <laughs> as someone that wears a sleep mask, that's a fucking mm-hmm. sleep mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, really funny. Uh, Carl Anderson is not wearing pants. I couldn't um, tell if he didn't have pants on at all or he's just short shorts. But they were playing it off as he wasn't wearing pants. I know the week before he had really short shorts mm-hmm. on. And so I think this week they just took it a step, step further <laughs> and made it look like he wasn't wearing pants. Mm-hmm. And he, he like made a point of uh, he was sticking to the leather. And stuff yeah, I feel like his that. thighs are going to stick to the leather. We got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don mentions that uh, Kenny is the new Impact champion. He says that all the hardware is actually in a follow car because there's so many belts. So that's how they covered not having mm-hmm. the belts with them. That's funny. When really it was because they didn't have the belts. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I said, I believe that's because they didn't want to spoil the rebellion result. Um, and Kenny talks about how he's pissed off because last week, uh, Moxley and Kingston attacked a trailer. He said they're used to people trying to take them down a notch, whether that's wrestlers or fans or management. He repeatedly states that things are going to stay the status quo because that's who they are and they're not afraid. They are not afraid. <laughs> Listen to him. They're not afraid. He pulls his glasses down. They fall off his face. Meanwhile, uh, Doc Gallows is licking his own bicep and Kenny's corpsing. He's starting to laugh mm-hmm. in the middle of his promo. Um, but, and, but Kenny is not convincing, telling you that he's not afraid, quite delusional. And then, <laughs> and then there's a honk and Nick Jackson shrieks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he screams, water goes everywhere. The drinks go everywhere. They're all jumping. And it, <laughs> and then you see, uh, Michael Nakazawa's face pop in from the front of the front window. He's the limo driver. He says, oh, sorry, I pressed the wrong button, which, okay, um, <laughs> that's not how car horns yeah, work. Yeah, it's a big button. You Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Kenny says, okay, now you listen here, mother father. <laughs> um, he's like, he's like, you, you, you want a shot with me? You want a shot with me? You you don't get a shot with me, Kingston. You you get a shot with one of my goons. It's going to be you and Michael Nakazawa tonight in that ring, one on one. And then you see Michael Nakazawa's face appear back over Kenny's shoulder again. He's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, I, "I don't I don't want this." <laughs> it's just so so bizarre mm-hmm. and so funny. Like they they're one hundred percent just like. Ninja Turtle villains, yeah, or like 
Batman cartoon villains. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to face one of my goons. Yeah, we got goons. <laughs> Just so, so strange. It's so funny. I love it. And yeah, they are, they're working the hell out of people out on the internet. So oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. The, people are, the bucks are doing up- the absolute bio most every two seconds. It makes me laugh every time. People are doing the absolute most, both to tear down Kenny and the Bucks, and also to defend Kenny and mm-hmm. the Bucks back and forth. Which to me tells me that Kenny and the Bucks are doing their fucking yeah. job. Oh yeah, <laughs> and everybody is buying in at hook, line, and sinker. And I'm just watching this with my popcorn. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the Bucks have that. This. Uh, uh, New shirt. What does it say? Like you love to hate us or something like that on there. Yeah, on the weekend, the uh, the Bucks got uh, some heat on Twitter uh, for whatever reason. People just wanted to uh, wanted to tear them down, and uh, I joked on Twitter that um, Sunday afternoon uh, Twitter roastings is the new getting stabbed in the locker room <laughs> <laughs> for. For uh, for heel heat, because mm-hmm. uh, I just watched uh, Roddy Roddy Piper where he got stabbed. Uh, he got stabbed in the chest one time by uh, by somebody who was so furious at, at him that they chased him to the locker room. <laughs> this isn't a Bru- Bruiser Brody reference. That's a Piper reference. Mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> poor Bruiser Brody. Died. Yeah, no, that one, um, that one's messed up. But yeah, I know what you're talking about with Roddy. Yeah, yeah. So then next we have. Next, we do have the Bucks versus the Seidels. Um, what were you, what was your thought heading into this one? Uh, I thought this was going to be uh, a lot of fun, a lot of high flying, but yeah, there was high flying. But you could tell that the Bucks are definitely changing up their style because there wasn't as much high flying as we're used to. But this also had one of my favorite spots probably ever in it. <laughs> Towards the end of the match, we'll get to it. But yeah, I like this a lot. It was a lot of fun. They they did. Uh, we talked about it last week. They did announce. Right before that, it was an eliminator match. So the Seidel brothers won. They got a tag title shot. So there's some stakes. Uh, I still don't believe that Matt Seidel's a real person sometimes, but just because <laughs> I never knew about him until like four months ago. But <laughs> Matt or Mike? Oh, Mike. Sorry. That's why I meant Mike. But Matt Seidel's not real either, just how much he's flexible and. Oh, that, that's what I thought at first. I was like, yeah, he's unreal. Yeah, he is unreal. He, he's unreal too, but. Uh, Mike Seidel, I don't believe is real for other reasons, just because I never heard about him until yeah. four months ago. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere yeah. now. He's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, my brother One and I are the... tag team partners. What? I've been watching you since, like, 2008. I never... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what happens when your friends own a company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this uh, this is a great buck, Young Bucks match. Um, this is sort of the new old young bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come out, they're all in black this time. They have the new expense. They have new expensive sneakers. They're different. They're not, they're not uh Jordans or yeah, at least they not tweeted Jordan about ones. what they were. I forget. I'm not a sneakerhead, so I have no idea, but yeah, I, I no, neither am I, I, I know, uh, I know Jordan ones, but I don't, I didn't know what they were wearing, but I could tell they were expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I said, uh, Nick Jackson, he was definitely wearing a fur sleep mask on his forehead mm-hmm. as a headband, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, With a giant lightning once... bolt 
earring, dangly earring. He looks so ridiculous. <laughs> looks like a Chris. Looks like a Christmas tree ornament. Yeah, <laughs> hanging off his ear. Yeah. So the Bucks were once again healing it up, peacocking and preening all over the ring like Mick Jagger the whole mm-hmm. time. That's the perfect description for how they're wrestling right now. Yeah, they're wrestling like Mick Jagger. Yep. Um, Matt, this this was essentially a showcase for Matt Jackson. This was his mm-hmm. match. Um, Matt, at one point, he feigned sort of forgetting what move to do next because he's like, oh, well, normally what I would do here is I would I would, uh, I would, would do something that would pop the crowd and make everybody like, ah, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do here <laughs> following one of his signature strikes. And then there's another fantastic heel moment where Matt Jackson got the blind tag. He super kicked Mike Seidel's head off, then hit a cocky clothesline, and then Matt just starts strutting across the ring, and JR pointed out, he's just like, oh, he's doing the Michael yeah. P.H. Hayes or P.S. Hayes thing for the Freebirds. Yeah, that clothesline he hit was like the laziest looking clothesline I've ever seen. <laughs> like, is amazing. Yeah. I was like, this is the best thing. And again, he's just doing the fucking... Mick Jagger, like rooster walk across the ring. It's like, oh my god, I want to punch you so badly. <laughs> and another moment from Matt Jackson. Um, he rolls Nick out of the ring at one point after a, a double clothesline, and then he lies down in his place. And Rick Knox, their absolute stooge of a personal ref, can't tell the difference between Matt and Nick Jackson. So Matt Jackson kips up, um, completely fools everybody. And then <laughs> Even though they don't look alike on, at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, one one guy's losing his hair. The other guy has completely different hair color. Mm-hmm. There's a much bigger guy. And then at the finish, the absolute highlight of this match, Matt Jackson hits Mike Seidel with the Johnny Cage nut shot. Yeah. He does the splits, hits him with what the yeah. right in the balls, and then he's mugging down the camera. Maybe a little too much, but it made me hate him. Yeah, it's so. just the camera's perfect zoom in on his face of him going, oh, oh, oh. This is the spot <laughs> I was talking he about. That's saying, one of my favorites. It's he so starts saying, oh, the Johnny Cage. The J-. And I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Stop saying mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you get, if, you're, if you're explaining the joke, that's too far. But, I mean, again, he's being a heel. Mm-hmm. That was followed by double super kicks to Matt, and then, and then a BTE trigger to Mike for the one two three. It's perfect. And then, um, to to add some context for this post match stuff, um, on BTE they got a uh, uh, the elite young boy um, jacket and like sweatsuit <laughs> for uh, for Brandon Cutler to wear. And a face mask because he broke his nose and he's out for for a bit. <laughs> so uh, he comes out and he brings out the cold spray and the ice bags from New Japan, yeah. which is what which is the uh, which is what the the young boys do in New Japan. It's their longstanding tradition mm-hmm. is that they they ice down the competitors and they spray them with the cold spray. So they had them doing that, and Matt matt jackson makes him spray his nuts <laughs> with with the cold spray and everything it's just it's so funny yeah it's uh <sighs> the first time i think the elite guys have brought out because they used to use the cold spray all the time in new japan they like spray people in the face with it and stuff mm-hmm. that's the first time i've seen him yeah. bring it out in a long time so that was cool 
Excuse me. Yeah, so we're definitely going to see them use the cold spray mm-hmm. at some point. So that'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For this match, you know, like four point two five. It was just. It was so entertaining, and Matt was just in fine form this yeah, whole he match. He was healing it up super hard. Like I was. Watching this match, and I'm starting to think, it's like, I get that they're trying to do, they're like purposely super healing it up, getting go heat. I hope they keep, I hope they take it so far that it becomes like just so out there. And everyone's like, like, I want people to be just confused by them. Like, they need to just start, like, I don't even know what they could do, but like, just like completely heal it up. Like, just like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it, what I was thinking in my head, but just like, like, get so like avant garde with it. Like, just, completely break wrestling traditions with their heel work, like trying to heal it up. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I can't wait to see what they do. <laughs> they're obviously getting a reaction. They're doing what they're doing their job. Well, yeah. I mean, they're getting, there was a post make 47 posts about them on Twitter talking about how much they hate <laughs> them. So you're doing something. That's, that's, that's good. Ass heel yeah. work. That's a, that's the modern day heels. <laughs> Um, then there was a post-match. We saw SCU come down to the ramp. They laid out a challenge to the Young Bucks. They said that when we created the ultimatum, which was that we would dissolve our partnership if we, with our next tag team loss, that was with, we had a match with you guys in mind. We wanted to have our final match against our friends, the Young Bucks. We knew we probably couldn't beat you. But we knew that we'd have a great match and it would be fun. But who you are these days are not our friends. These aren't the guys we started this company with. You're a couple of little bitches right now. We're going to kick your ass and take your belts. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen. That doesn't really seem like a pay-per-view match. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, if, if they're um, going to break up SCU, I'd say save it for the pay-per-view. They got to, for me, they got to give SCU some matches on TV then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Probably not next week, been a- but for the next couple weeks after that, you definitely got to have them wrestling. Um, they actually, they are in it next week. I'll, we can talk about that later. There's a, a match announced. They're in it. This kind of, actually, let's talk about that now. They, they've added some matches to next week's Blood and Guts card. Um, one of them is a four-way tag match. Oh, okay. And SCU is in it. So, so that we know SCU has to win that match. Yeah. Yeah, so like per their stipulation, let's say they don't get pinned. Like say Jurassic Express pins the Varsity Blondes, but SCU didn't win. So do they break up then? I mean, <laughs> I think with them being in it, they probably have to win. Oh, it's it says a four way tag team eliminator, eliminator match. I thought it said elimination. Never mind, sorry. So yeah, so I would. They probably win. They have. I to think win. they're going to win it to face the Bucks. Yeah, they have to because before they the only other match they've lost was the over the top battle royal. Mm-hmm. So that 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 doesn't really count as a loss. Yeah, this the I think would team, count right? as a loss. And so, the one thing that they could do. They could have the bucks cost them, and that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. If if that's how, that's how they split they, up, uh, they don't even get an actual match. That would yeah, that'd be some good heel work. 
Yeah. That that's the only that way. Would make that would make me mad because Because otherwise it's it is super, super predictable mm-hmm. um where they're going in that match. And also Yeah, it's just uh That would make me it's mad. Just odd. It's sort of, sort of like they put the cart before the horse there mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. with this promo. If they cost them the match and they had to break up that way, that'd actually make me mad. To where we don't even get to see the match and one of the best tag teams from the past ten years just has to break up on a random episode. That would that would make me mad. That'd be some good heel work. <laughs> do you know who could also do it? Um, and it would also work. I it wouldn't happen, but it is there's there's a little bit of weirdness out there. Is uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page? Yeah, could come out and cost them because even on the AW website, um, Scorpio Sky is still listed as being with us. I was gonna say they haven't even touched that. No, they haven't addressed it whatsoever. This is what I mean. Like, these guys should have been doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can have a pay-per-view match with guys that have been only on Dark. Yeah, that makes sense. So, they should have... Well, no, because they're boosting up Ethan Page and Scorpius guys. They should have had them and SEU feud, but they gave themselves they that stipulation have. where if but SEU they, loses, they they have to break up. And I'm sure they don't want to break them up yet. They didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that's the one. That's one aspect of the like. I like the idea of the buck. The bucks breaking up SCU. I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. But I think like SCU hasn't been on TV, and like the only time they've been on TV is when they're in the crowd watching a tag team match, or when Frankie Kazarian is putting over Christian Cage. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the last time I can remember them being on TV. It's when it wasn't even SCU; it was just Kazarian. Yeah, so they got to do a lot of legwork between now and then. Mm-hmm. They they might be able to do it, but uh, yeah, it's a it's, it's a little it's a little disjointed, a little mm-hmm. bit there with the SDU part of it. Um, okay, so next we had just a short vignette from Jade. Um, she it's fairly it's fairly basic. She talks about how every manager in AW wants wants is looking for her, wants to sign her, but she says they all want to cut and. She doesn't give you a cut because uh, mm-hmm. she's that bitch and she does all her moves. She does all, well, I mean, obviously she does all her moves, but she, she's a big star and uh, she knows that she's a big solo star and she doesn't need representation. So if you're going to represent her, you got to come with the goods and she's going to sign on her terms because she's that bitch mm-hmm. as she has been telling us yeah, and showing us. Yeah. Yeah. This it was cool. It was just a short Jade promo. Any, any yeah, anything Jade is good in my book. Yeah, just reminding reminding you that she's around. Mm-hmm. She posted so a picture. Had an, uh, oh, sorry, she posted a picture in the outfit she wore in the promo, like flexing her legs or something. And her leg is like as big as my upper torso. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yes. Yeah, so next we had Penta versus Orange Cassidy. What were your thoughts on this guy uh, or this one? I thought this was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, you know, Orange Cassidy, he he's the comedy guy, but when he wants when he turns it on, he's really good. And I mean, Pinta's Pinta; he's always excellent. So, and we get more Alex. Um, I'm not going to attempt to say his last name because I always butcher it. Abrahantes, is that right? Yes. Yeah, we got we get more of him too, so that always makes me happy. And uh, like, I like yeah. the opening stuff. Trent not catching the glasses and stuff. That was funny. It was really good. 
yeah, this match, uh, this match was better than I thought it would be because for some reason, like you can, you can look at these two guys and look at these two guys on a card and imagine this being a big match on a Mm pay-per-view with these two guys. So it's like, for some reason, I thought that they would go out there and be a little more subdued and give a TV version of that match. But that is not what they did. Yeah, I don't think Pinta can do that. <laughs> <laughs> they went out there and just they just left it all out there. Mm-hmm. And Penta especially beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Like Orange Cassidy looked like a tomato at the end of this yeah, match. Yeah, he even looked so when he came out like, later. He came on, out for he came out for looking. Penelope's Ford match and he looked like, like he looked like he was mugged. Yeah, he still looked beat up. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he, they put like some I think there had to have been some makeup because when he came out for this match, he looked like he still had a red mark from when uh, Penta kicked him last week. Oh, yeah. When Penta kicked him in the side of the head. Because so, he had that red mark to, before the match even started. So they go, they're, they're, doing, they're doing their mugging at the beginning of the match with the glove and the zero miro and the, and the hands and pockets and all that shit. And eventually Penta just starts... Just starts beating him up, and <laughs> and uh, the be- <laughs> the beatings really got started when uh, <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy goes to do he does the the thumbs up and and Penta responds by grabbing his hand and biting yeah. his thumb, <laughs> and and from that point on, this just got wild. Cassidy, he hit a tope onto the outside, and Penta just caught him mid-air in full military press. Like, mid-tope. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And then he just drops him right, like, part half on the apron that just left the nastiest red welt on uh, Cassidy's on Cassidy's ribs. Mm-hmm. And then Penta just st- starts targeting OC's knees, just Leg kick after leg kick, just completely taking out the mobility and striking power. At this point, Orange Cassidy is just all red welts. He is just dead to the world. There's a really funny spot where Penta's going for an arm snapper, and Orange Cassidy prevents this by taking that arm and just slowly, slowly trying to get it into his pants. (laughs) He finally gets it into his pants and it breaks the hold and Penta just loses his mind. Um, We're heading down the final stretch and Penta counters an orange punch cleanly with a thrust kick, setting up a Canadian destroyer. Then he goes for a package pile driver. OC reverses it into a beach break then Penta flies into another rage. He's beating down Cassidy in the corner. Um, he hits Cassidy while he's prone in the corner with a devastating punch kick, with a devastating thrust kick to the side of the head that Cassidy takes a kick to the head like nobody I've ever uh, he's seen. He's so in my good life. at it. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I, d- I swear to God, he tells them, just kick me in the head. Yeah. Like last year, that, the there's Phoenix no other way him. around it. Like that last year when Phoenix like, kicked him in the head it was like the damnedest thing I'd ever seen. That was nuts. Yeah, we've gone back and looked at it on slow mo, and he fully gets kicked in the side of the head. <laughs> whenever the like, you can see the shock waves in yeah, his face. His, his cheeks go. Like, yeah, I do not understand how that happens. Mm-hmm. 
It looked like he kicked his head clean off. Then Cassidy would he'd fire up. He hits a he hits the stun dog, a diving DDT, a diving spinning DDT, and bef- but before he can get the three, Abra Alex Abrahantis jumps on the mic. He distracts Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy drags Alex into the ring. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Uh, Alex is going to start taking some bumps. Um, but as he gets uh, as he pulls him in, the the mic gets sent out to to Trent. Trent grabs it. He gets it back to Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy Cassidy uses it with the orange punch to hit Penta for the one two three. This was a this is a really wild match, and I got completely sucked into it. Mm-hmm. I did not think these guys were going to go to war like this. They yeah. were just beating the tar out of each other. Yeah, they they went all out. It was a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. I felt weird um, Pinta losing, what, but because he got the big win last week. But oh, well, I think they're going to have both teams yeah, trading wins for a while. So, hmm. Yeah. What 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 were your thoughts on the finish? Uh, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's kind of overbooked, but it's fine with these two teams. Uh, like I was saying, yeah, it, the, it kind of shocked me. Pinta lost, but. Like I, I think mm-hmm. I think they're going to have both teams trade wins, so it was fine. It was a lot of fun. I expected Orange Cassidy to win just because he is surprisingly the second ranked wrestler in AEW right now. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, they could have done. They could have had the first ranked and the second ranked guy lose, but uh, it's. I would. I kind of thought that he would he would win this, and when I. I was ready for an Orange Cassidy win, mm-hmm. apparently. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, we haven't really seen him in a while in a really good match. Yeah. Um, I remember he had that long feud with Chris Jericho, which I thought fizzled the longer it went. Then who did he face after? The- oh, yeah, then he was just in a bunch of tag matches against Miro with, uh, yeah, well, with he, Chuck, right? He was the Once Cody first won the title back, he was his first defense with the TNT title. Yeah, he had a Yeah, he had a bunch of uh TNT title shots like back to back mm-hmm. to back and then there was the Miro stuff. Yeah, he he kind of had some very strange booking to the point where they had to kind of put him on the back burner. And this was a nice way to bring him back. Mm-hmm. I felt I thought it was I thought it was really fun. Like his all his spots felt fresh. Yeah, that arm drag he did at the I... beginning with his hands in his pockets. Like he's done I've seen him do it plenty of times before, but like tonight, it's just like extra crisp probably because I haven't seen him do it in a while. So mm-hmm. he's the I love Orange Cassidy to death. Like he's great. But he's also the type that you can't have him do a shtick every week or you'll get tired of it. So it's good they've had him not do it for a while. Mm-hmm. And when I one thousand percent did get tired of him mm-hmm. at a certain point. Especially like starting with the Chris Jericho, and then they just had him in uh, like feud after feud. Yeah, after feud. I think they like, they okay. realized that we can't like he's he's over and people love him, but you can just have him do backstage stuff because if you have him wrestle that style of match every week, it's not as special. Because like if you remember his first big singles match against Pac, like everyone was shocked, like oh my god. And so if you have him do that every week, mm-hmm. then it, it's not the same. Well, yeah, because he's a comedy wrestler. Mm-hmm. He can't just go out there and pop your tits off with uh, yeah. 
with his moves, he's got to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And if you're telling the same joke week after week, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, you got to you got to give it a little room to breathe. Yeah. And he's also he's a live crowd guy. Oh yeah. Um, he's not a guy you can put in front of uh, empty arena that many times. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. I will say that they mic'd the crowd really well this episode. The, yeah, there's one point or I the, forget who they're chanting for, but it was loud. I was like, oh, wow. Sounds like there's a bunch of people there. Like, they were definitely piping noise in, and how, whoever was in charge of piping noise in this time perfected it. They did a mm-hmm. really good job. Um, actually, there was one funny chant um, that I saw online. Uh, that I thought I heard, and then I saw somebody with somebody was chanting in the crowd was chanting "Boo, young bucks, boo, young bucks" <laughs> during their match, That's funny. and apparently it was Ryzen. Oh yeah, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> because he he took credit for it on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, that was good. I like that. All right, so the next we have our favorite weekly segment: Britt Baker versus oh, yeah. the rankings. It's the best feud going in um, AEW right now. Yeah, she's not mad at the rankings anymore. No, no. Um, Britt is ecstatic now. She says the, she's the she's top in merchandise, top in demos, top in star power, and now finally she's at the top of the AEW women's rankings. And she said she says they're now the very fair and unbiased ranking system. Whereas before it was a conspiracy, now it's mm-hmm. now it's legit. She wants to remind everybody that uh, she's the face of the women's division, and she's going to cap that off. And then she caps off this segment with an absolute killer of an ender, where she says, "And to everybody, she a later." Oh yeah, she later. That was <laughs> or she a later, that and then good. walks up. Yeah. Oh, I screwed it up. God damn it. Sheeta later. Sheeta That's later. actually no. They, I guess they can't make that a shirt, but it's really good. Uh, really good for a tweet. Mm-hmm. It was very funny, very cute. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. Uh, they they got to get to the match soon because she can't come out and be like, "Hey, look, I'm still number one." Yeah. Unless maybe uh, somebody else gets a win and then jumps ahead of her, and then she loses That'd her mind. I'm sure they'll back. their match will be at double or nothing. Ooh, I gotta take a sip of water before we get into this next segment. Oh yeah, this is great. Because this is a this is a long one before we get into the inner circle parlay. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, lots of lots of good drama. This is uh, last week we were talking about Jericho and like how their promo wasn't very good. He must have been listening because he came back this week with a really good promo. Oh my god! Everyone nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, everybody talked in this segment. With the the only people who did not talk were Wardlow and Hager. Perfect. Yeah, they, they just, just stared, stared at each, each other. other. That was great. And Tully did not talk. Yeah, he tried to, um, but Jericho got so the, this. Yes, yeah. Uh, that that was that was a beautiful part of this mm-hmm. segment. I loved it. Yeah. So it starts off with every. Each group gets let out by their own personal security. The Pinnacle has their personal security come out. They lead them to the ring. They're your standard wrestling security guards, black shirts. They stand up on the Mm -hmm. ramp. And then the inner circle, not to be outdone, their security comes out on fucking motorcycles. Yeah. 
they come out on motorcycles onto the onto the stage. They and then they get their own pyro. Yeah. They're just one upping the pinnacle the I'm whole time. Convinced that Santana and Ortiz are in some sort of motorcycle club because they're dressing like bikers now, and there's always been bikers around them now and stuff. I'm convinced they are. It's a, uh, it's certainly the vibe mm-hmm. they're giving right now. It's the it's the aesthetic, and I like it. Yeah. Um, the two groups gather in the ring, facing each other. Um, on opposite sides in two in two lines, very much looking like an actual promotional poster yeah, for the match, it did. <laughs> which I liked. Yeah, like you could imagine this being the poster. Yeah, it's like if somebody were to just draw it and like put put a cage over mm-hmm. it, make the background like uh, a, this is the maroonish color or something. Yeah, this this is the match graphic for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tony Schiavone's out there. He starts running down the rules. He says it's. Five minutes of of two men going one-on-one. Then every two minutes, one man will enter, and they switch back and forth between the teams. Um, Standard war game. State. There's going to be a coin. Uh, yeah, coin there's toss. There's going to be a coin toss. Whoever wins the coin toss gets uh, gets the advantage at the beginning, which will be that team will get a brief two-on-one advantage whenever the first guy runs in to make it a two-on-one. And... Once all ten men are in the ring, that's when the match beyond begins, and it's submission or surrender. So no pinfalls. Mm-hmm. I always love that. Yeah, that's how that's really old school cool. war games matches were. And if you look at the graphic on this one, it has the roof, but it also looks like it extends out, like to the floor, like a Hell in a Cell cage. So it looks oh, like that's a, interesting. like a double Hell in a Cell war games cage, so they can go out on the floor too. At least oh, from the graphic, I don't know how it'll actually look. Interesting. Just on the graphic. Interesting. Okay, so then at this point, Spears knocks uh, there. Tony's about to do the the coin flip. Spears knocks the coin out of his hand, grabs the mic, and and he starts talking about how the Pinnacle deserves the advantage because they got lured into this match. And he follows that up by telling the inner circle that this match is not going to it's not going to end well for them. He says that they're willing to bleed and sacrifice their body for each other. And he looks across the ring at these guys and he can't, he can't say that about them. And he calls out Sammy asking when's the last time he even had a match in AEW. <laughs> and he says that Jericho is leading him into, into the deep water and he's going to step on his head and make sure that he drowns. And I was like, okay, Sean Spears, yeah. that's a pretty good promo. This fire been the whole time. And that's the one. That's the one thing with Sean Spears is he can cut a promo. Yeah. Whenever he's talked, it's been good. They need to do that more with mm-hmm. him because if he's not talking, he looks silly. Yeah. But when he talks, he's like, okay, okay, let's see. And this essentially goads Sammy into relinquishing the advantage because <laughs> he grabs the mic and uh, he's all mad that he got challenged. He says, you know what? I'm willing to start this match. I'm willing to go two on one because I'm going to be in there first and I'm going to fight everybody. And at this point, the inner, uh, the pinnacle, they essentially look like that meme of the kids reacting to that shitty joke. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where they go, Oh yeah. So like clearly like the pinnacle loves this. Mm -hmm. This was their plan. Get, get Spears out there, get him to go. Sammy, Sammy always takes the goat. He always takes the bait. Um, this is not the first time they pulled one over on Sammy during this whole storyline. And 
then he gets a few good insults on Spears, where he says, And Spears, come on, man. Ever since you joined AW, you've been a failure. And you were you were a failure in WWE as well. And Spears looks like he's about to lose his goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. Then Cash grabs the mic, and he turns the heat up on Santana Ortiz, and he says, I'm begging you guys, do not bring this watered-down inner circle version of yourselves into those cages or we will ruin you. Bring your real selves. And I love that. And then Dax grabs the mic and he goes full NWA. <laughs> he starts telling Santana Ortiz to go hug your kids and tell them that you love them because the next thing you're going to have to tell them is that daddy ain't coming home. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, that pissed Santana this is, off. This is straight horseman mm-hmm. right here. Like, this is some... Uh, this is some Anderson Brothers shit. Yeah. And and Santana's losing his mind. He's ripping off his jacket. He's getting all fired up. He grabs the mic and he fairly calmly t- tells him, he's quick to remind FTR that, hey, you know what? We've been locked up before. I don't know about you guys, but we have experience <laughs> being in cages. He's like, so watch who you're challenging here. And then MJF gets on the mic and he delivers another beautiful promo on Chris Jericho. He, he says, Chris Jericho, the whole time he's been here, he's been looking for thank yous. And yes, he is here to thank Chris Jericho. Um, he said without him, there would be no AEW. And he says, you have been the face of the company and you've been the face of the best stable in professional wrestling for over a year at this point. But with that, comes a lot of pressure, pressure from the fans, pressure from the boys in the back, pressure from the company where he's like, but pressure gets to you and you're looking really tired and your eyes are bloodshot. Every time you come out here, essentially he's calling him a drunk and I loved it. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) MJF. It's like, that's a, that's some shots to be taken Mm -hmm. at uh, Jericho there. And we know that we know Chris Jericho loves to drink. So I love that line. And he said, I'll gladly take that heavy burden of a crown off your head, put it on my own. And then I will give you once again, those two words that you love to hear. Thank you. (laughs) And then Chris Jericho, he completely redeems his dirty limerick that he (laughs) said last week. He goes out there and he cuts a really great baby face promo on Jericho he said he challenges or on on MGF he challenges him telling him that he's super entitled to think that he can just come in and take somebody's spot just like he was entitled with his parents trust fund that they gave him he says that yeah I was jerking the curtain at WCW 25 years ago and I'm damn proud of it because that's because that experience made me who I am today mm-hmm. and before I was 25. I was main eventing in Germany, Mexico, Japan. And that was, once again, teaching me everything I know about this business, teaching me how to respect this business. And then this is the moment you talked about where Tully starts encroaching on Jericho to take the mic from him. And he puts his hand right in Tully's chest. He goes, you're not cutting off my damn promo. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, you back the hell off. And I love that. And he... He asked Jericho, like, how long have you even known these guys in this group? 
or yes, MJF. He's like, how long have you even known these guys in this group? What, like three months? The inner circle has been together since day one in AEW. He said, Hager was with me back in the mid 2000s when I had uh, like threats on my life. He was out there protecting me. Uh, and he goes down with each guy in the inner circle, telling them why he brought them, why he brought them into the inner circle in AEW. Date, and this is a direct comparison to the second episode of Dynamite <laughs> when he did this exact thing when he was talking about why he brought these guys in. Yeah, that's uh, he's brought it full circle right back to the to the found to the founding of this group, and he says that the only spot that MJF is going to is going to take is the spot that is left when I wipe the blood off my boot on the canvas at blood and guts and holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, this is a hell of a go home promo. Like bought it hook, line and sinker. This was good shit. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. That's uh, what they used to say. Talk you into the building. So they definitely did that. This was really awesome. I liked everyone's promo was great. Like they, everyone did a great job. You felt yeah, the it heat was, and the passion. It was so much fun. Which makes it sound sexual, but it could be too. But you just <laughs> you felt they're like like they, you felt like they wanted to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, I cannot wait for uh, Santana Ortiz versus FDR in that cage. Oh, yeah. it's going to be incredible. Oh yeah, I want. And you have to think that Pinnacle wins and the Inner Circle kind of disintegrates. And I think we then see Santana Ortiz maybe go babyface at that point. I hope Especially so. because I believe that the Young Bucks will still be heel champs at that time. Yeah. And they would be an incredible babyface rivalry for them. Yeah, they'd be perfect babyfaces to take the titles off of them eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be so... I cannot wait for that. Um they should be main eventing this company, and it looks like off of this, they will be. Mm -hmm. um, they looked, they seem like, uh, yeah, those four guys are going to elevate this uh, this match. And yeah, I I cannot wait for this. Um, I'm cur I'm very curious how much time they give this match. Yeah, yeah, because they've <laughs> they're adding a bunch of stuff to the show, so I don't know. How long this? Because it's every two minutes somebody comes out, so you at least got to have thirty minutes just for the entrances. Because then mm -hmm. you can't even finish the match till after that. The um, traditionally the match hasn't gone too much longer, or too much. It hasn't gone too long once the match beyond starts. Mm -hmm. It's normally maybe five minutes. Yeah. So it's probably a 40 minute match, mm -hmm. which means they have like a probably just over an hour, give or take because of commercials to get all the other four matches in. Yeah. Because they've announced four matches to go along with this. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. We had thought this was going to be a one-match show yeah. going in, and now it's a five-match card, and it's like, oh, shit, this is tight, boys. Yeah, this is like a <laughs> you got... pay-per-view or something. Like, it seems like they should have... It is. Yeah. 
This this essentially is a pay per view, one thousand percent. It's too bad we're going to have commercials. I don't know how they're going to do the uh, that match with commercials, but um, maybe they'll do like yeah, it, it'll, no commercial interruption or something. Yeah, put all the commercials in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I'm thinking they have to not do promos. Yeah, I don't think they're they have promos. to just do matches. Yeah, they don't have time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of promos, let's get into this Nakazawa versus Eddie Kingston um, thing. So this was this was interesting. This was funny. Um, so it starts out Nakazawa is sitting in the ring on a chair in his QT Marshall gear, which is essentially what Nakazawa's gimmick is now. He's QT Marshall before he became the coach, mm-hmm. which is he's got the laptop, he's got the headgear on, he's wearing like the AEW uh, backstage gear. Yeah. Um, Kingston's music comes out. He gets up on the ramp, but he he hops on the mic immediately. Says, "No, I'm not doing this." Nakazawa, get your ass out of here. I'm not I'm fighting I'm fighting Kenny or nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not doing this sports entertainment bullshit. Nakazawa, leave. He comes out, he finally gets to the ring. Kenny comes out on the ramp, dressed like Ric Flair, of course. Mm-hmm. And he's he says, Kingston, you're not calling the shots. I'm the champion. You don't get to tell you don't get to tell the champion what he's doing. You don't get to challenge the champion i have to give you the match and i'm saying you're facing nakazawa and and then he says nakazawa just get him <laughs> nakazawa hits a uh, kingston in the back of the head with his laptop this doesn't go the way nakazawa thinks it's going to he immediately gets shurikened um he gets knocked clean out and then he puts and then kingston puts the chair around nakazawa's ankle and he's about to pilmanize his ankle and Kenny's unfazed. He doesn't, you know, go ahead. I've got he, more goons. He knew what he was getting into. <laughs> He's like, he knew what he was getting into. Mm-hmm. And what? You think I have just one goon? I have more goons. He's like, send me Brandon Cutler. And then Brandon Cutler comes, like, falling out of the backstage yeah. area, tumbling. And he's holding up his hand. You're like, is he fighting somebody? Like, what's going on? And outruns Moxley and he just wallops Kenny. He starts beating him down. He drags him out to the ring, chokes him out in the ring, and then they put the chair on Kenny's leg and they're about to pilmanize him. And Don Callis is begging them off. He's like, No, no, not my belt collector. He's like, Okay, fight, yeah, well give us a match. He's like, No, you're not gonna He's like, I'm gonna break his damn ankle. Give us a match. He's like, Fine, what do you want? He's like we want Kenny and Nakazawa in a tag match, which I thought was funny. I thought they were going to save the Bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought like, they were no. going to do too. A tag title match <laughs> against the Bucks. Like, nope. He's like, we want uh, Kenny versus Nakazawa. He's like, fine, fine, whatever you want. He's like, give us a date. He's like, uh, next week, next week. You can have him next week. He's like, okay, perfect. And then they let him go. So that was uh, – this was actually the first announcement for the match, but – we got into it. So yeah, we're getting this match next yeah. week, which is I don't imagine this one's gonna, gonna take weird. very long. I don't even I bet Kenny doesn't no. even get in the ring. I was gonna say the exact <laughs> same thing. Kenny's not even gonna get go down yeah. there. He's gonna send Nakazawa out there and they're gonna murder yeah, him. Yeah, he's gonna he probably will walk to the ring and I bet he won't even be wearing ring gear. He might be wearing a t shirt, that's about it. And then he won't Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna walk away mm-hmm. and they're gonna destroy Nakazawa and we might not see him again for a while. Mm-hmm. They're going to hang him by his headset. 
Yeah, they may even give him a, like a big wedgie or something. I can see that too because didn't yeah, doesn't they, Nakazawa do wedgie type stuff? Am I making that up? No, he did. Yeah, yeah. he did the. Uh, he used to take off his underwear and use it as a uh, like a, as a mandible yeah, claw. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was Mister Sako, but mm-hmm. with his, uh, his thong, bright with his bright pink thong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as Taz would say it on comedy, is raspberry undies. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, or it's like it's the stink face is what they call yeah. it. Yeah, because I I don't see this that whole thing not lasting more than five minutes. So so this is this is how they're going to manage the time. Mm-hmm. So because another match they have is a Britt Baker squash match. Yeah, where she's going to go out there to. Just remind people who she is. So she's not going to do her um, rankings segment next week. She's just going to beat a jobber. Mm -hmm. So perfect. What if they do what you said, though? Like she goes out and she thinks she's facing a jobber. Easy win. And she loses. And then that takes her down the rankings. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. That would be good. (laughs) And she loses her mind. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. So, yeah. I'm predicting. As funny as that would be, I don't think that, that's I don't think it's going to happen either. It's it's time for her to win the title, but that'd be funny. It really yeah, unexpected. I, <laughs> I think those two matches are going to be like a combined six minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's how they're going to do it because the four way tag match will probably be ten to fifteen, and then I forget what other matches are on here. Oh, there's yeah, and I'm, we'll get to it. I'm th- so what I've heard, and I don't want to talk too much about next week yet, but I'm going to. Um, I have heard, and this was from Fightful, that the four matches before the main event is all is all going to be pre-recorded, and the main event with the cage is going to be live. Yeah, I heard that too, and they're just going to play those matches on the, the screen for the crowd that's going to be there. So wh- the how they're sort of spinning it right now is that when they said a one-match show for those in attendance, that's... yeah. What they meant they weren't lying. Is like, if, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Like they really just said one match show, and then I wonder if they'll, um, like, the crowd will watch those matches on the the Tron, and then they'll just have the the crowd watching live, make the crowd noises for the TV show. I mean, they should. Mm-hmm. That's how they should do it. Could give them a little more bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah. Because I imagine that um, the cage and stuff, they can't. That's why they're doing the other matches taped, because I'm sure they can't have them. Like, move, the cage yeah, is going to be no. too big to, like, raise up and down and stuff. Well, it's not like a regular building where you can just lower yeah, it. Yeah, it's true, too. It's a outdoor. Onto the ring. They have to really uh, put a lot of effort into setting that up, mm-hmm. and they won't be able to do it. I One thing that I really do hope is that the... Um, matches beforehand are in the double ring. Yeah, I always love it. Like WWE does it now with their war games, and back in the WCW days, they just have the the rest of the show in the double rings, and each match would be in a different ring. Yeah, the weird thing is NXT when they do war games, they don't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They wrestle in one ring, and they just sort of ignore the fact that there's another ring beside yeah. them. Like guys, use it. Yeah, like one of the there's an old classic Sting versus great mood a match um at one of the brawl for alls or it's a at a war games event mm-hmm. where they're just jumping and diving and launching 
into the into and out and over the ropes mm-hmm. and it, it's so cool it's so unique and you don't get it any other time yeah. like it's a tool yeah use it what was that Anyways. wcw world war three where they had the three rings that one was always nuts too yeah the three cages yeah. oh yeah there's the triple cage yeah yeah that was, that was dangerous yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was so silly mm-hmm. okay so next we have a taz and christian com- confrontation so this starts with Taz telling the world that the FTW champion, Brian Cage, he beat the number one ranked wrestler in AEW. That means Team Taz is number one. I don't know if that's how the rankings work, but that's how Taz thinks the rankings work. It's Taz um, logic. Yeah, of course. Taz math. Mm-hmm. Um, then Christian shows up. He tells him that he barely escaped Hobbs with his limbs attached, essentially. He's like, you were dead to rights, and... You caught him sleeping, and you're fucking lucky. And Christian says, yeah, but I I won, and that that's what it's all about. And he starts saying, and Taz says, he starts saying, like, you're going to have to face another member of Team Taz, and Christian cuts him off. He's like, yeah, Taz, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to have to face all the other members of Team Taz. Yes, yes, I know your shtick. And he tells him that back in the day, you were a tough guy who talked a big game, but you could back up your words. These days, you took a tough game, but you can't back it up anymore. Mm-hmm. So you've surrounded yourself with all the best prospects in AEW, knowing that someday you'll be there to bask in their success um, when they finally find when they finally find success. Because at this point, they haven't yet but it's coming and Taz knows that. And he says, I represent your inability to have an extended career in the ring. And that eats you alive because I came back after seven years and you're sitting there with your bum hips, not unable to get back in the ring. He says, eventually your guys are, your guys are going to know that they can be bigger without you. And and then he walks away, and Taz is just sitting there simmering, like a <laughs> like a hot tamale. Yeah, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, I love it. I think, as I said, I think eventually we're gonna see Christian versus Brian Cage. First, we are gonna get Christian versus Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they kind of set that up. Uh... Actually, you know what? I'm thinking now Christian versus Brian Christian versus Starks. He's going to beat Starks. Christian versus Cage. Cage is going to beat Christian. And then Starks is going to be mad that Cage has beaten both Hangman and Christian after he lost to both those two guys. That'd be good. And then they're they're going to have their feud. Yeah. I think that's what happens Drive the wedge in more. That'd be good. Yeah, it'll be good. And then maybe Cage and Cage team up. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I think that's cheesy as hell. Mm-hmm. But Double Cage. Then they team up with uh, Matt Jackson. The Johnny Cage. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Anyways. I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Okay. So now Penelope Ford versus Chris Standler. Standler. Statlander. Come on. <laughs> All right. What was What were your thoughts of this match? Uh, I really like. I like that they're continuing their feud from last year before Statlander got hurt. But really, all I was worried about was 
because you know who comes with Penelope Ford is Kip Sabian, and I was mm-hmm. just hoping Miro the whole time. But these two, they actually had a really good match, and I got I forgot all about it for a second. Like I really enjoyed this match; I thought it was a lot of fun. So yeah, they did their I job mean, by making me forget, dragging me in, and Penelope Ford's hair was cool as heck. She looked like a like a Street Fighter character or something with her hair. I liked it. She looked like Cammy. Yeah, yeah. But this was a lot of this was a really good match. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, this this match was uh this match was more even than I thought it would be. So I'm actually really happy for that mm-hmm. because it could have it very much was a Chris Statlander showcase. Yeah. But they let Penelope Ford get her shit in, mm-hmm. which I liked because she hasn't been on TV in a long time and this was a feud that was supposed to happen at a pay-per-view. So I'm happy. Um yeah, Chris Statlander looks amazing. They have just polished her to a fine sheen mm-hmm. right now. Like she, she had all the potential before, but now that they, they've they've perfected her while she's been off screen. Yeah, they've clearly been working with her before she before she got uh, healthy. She she looks great. Her ring gear looks great. Her hair looks great. Her makeup, her power looks awesome. She suits the Pixies music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even her silliness has been fine tuned, especially like with her with her boops. Yeah, she only um, did it a couple times. She boops at the right moment now. Before she would boop at the beginning of the match, and it was a little weird. It was a little awkward. Like you're going into a fight against this person, and you're booping them. It, does, it didn't really make sense. Now she she boops like quickly, just before she's about to punch you. So it sort of throws mm-hmm. them off. Or at the end, she booped Penelope Ford yeah, that was really when good. she was like unconscious on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, it's like Jake the Snake putting the snake on the person, mm-hmm. or like the thing that the wrestler does in victory. So mm-hmm. I like that. It's like a it's a good taunt now. Before it's a, now it's a taunt to get under the skin of people. Before it was just kind of, I don't know, something silly that she did. Yeah, it was just um, her joke thing that she did. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, I I noticed that they again, I know this is one of the moments where they really pumped the crowd noise up when she came out. Mm-hmm. Like they made her sound like a really big deal. Like the the cheers were deafening when she came out. The match itself was great. They kicked it off right away. Um they were just trading right hands back and forth, reminding people that actually, yeah, these two people hate each other. And they did cut um to really good Two very funny and really good promos on each other on the road too. Check it out. It's very funny. Um, Statlander hit what I think might be the best power slam in the business right now on Penelope such Ford. A clean power slam. It was so good. It was perfect. It was literally a perfect power slam. You, like you can tell Dustin's been working with her on that. Mm-hmm. Um, she military pressed Ford like she was a wrestling buddy. At one point, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she again, we use she used the nose boops that in a way that wasn't silly. Um, Tony on commentary made sure to mention that Penelope Ford is not being overlooked at all, and I liked that. If Penelope yeah. Ford got her offense in. It was really impressive. Her apron work is like some of the best apron work in the company. 
it's really clean and innovative. She does stuff that other people don't do. Yeah. Like the one where she spins the person around and uses the momentum to crack them in the head with yeah, an elbow. Yeah, that was really cool. It's like, that's awesome. And her jumping over the ropes with the double knees when they're on the apron. Okay. Like, I don't know other people that do those moves. It's really cool. I thought she showed a nice mean streak, kind of channeling a little bit of Minoru with yeah. like the kicks to the head of the of the downed opponent, like grabbing their arm and just booting them in the head. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, there's some Japanese strong style here that she's incorporating. I like that. She got a really crisp suplex and diving neck breaker, but it it's Chris Stat's power that came through in this one. She hit her with a new move that I haven't seen before called uh, the Solar Eclipse. That was then she can't... nutty. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> like, what she yeah, did. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Some bizarre momentum. Like, it was sort mm -hmm. of like a uh, Spanish fly. A little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Spanish flies slash pendulum something. I don't know. I don't know what happened, and it was cool. Mm -hmm. Um she countered uh, Penelope Ford's handspring into the ropes by catching her mid-handspring and hitting her with the Big Bang Theory. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was really awesome. And as she was pinning uh, Penelope Ford, she shouted at Kip Sabian. And I couldn't quite make it out because of my and with my shitty lip reading, I think she said, yelled at him, that's your wife. Yeah, that's as what she, she said, was pinning her. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's it. That's it. This is that character that she needed, that the this fire that she was sort of missing before. Like mm -hmm. they brought the aggression out of her and I liked it. And then she booped <laughs> Ford's lifeless body. Yeah, she was knocked out. <laughs> it was great. Like she's just a shining gem now. And mm -hmm. right away I was as soon as the match ended, I was like, Wait, where the fuck is Miro? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was I like, because oh. before the match, I was like, oh, Miro's coming out. Then I got sucked into the match. I was like, wow, this match is really good. And then after they finished, I was like, wait, where's Miro? <laughs> yeah, it cut to commercial. I was like, hey, 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 wait. But mm -hmm. I like this because it didn't detract from the women. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really because everyone would just be talking about Miro. Mm -hmm. So, no, I like that. Give the give the women their time. Let them let them do their thing. I really like that. What do you think of Statlander's progress? Oh, she's awesome. Like I liked her before before she got hurt, but I feel like since she's come back, she's she looks like she's in even better shape than was she was before she left. She looks powerful. Uh she's got the like her moves are all good. She's got that new crazy move. Like you were saying, she knows the perfect times to boop now. Like she's got the whole package, man. I expect big things from her. I want to see her versus Jade Cargill. Yeah, it, That'd be a really cool match. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny. the The only thing that we haven't seen yet is her talking. But I have to say, for people who haven't seen it, go check out her her vignette promo in the road too. It is so funny. Oh, they essentially had to bleep out the whole promo. Everything's bleeped. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, she just <laughs> swears because uh, she says, "Oh yeah, the." She's like, "If you if you remember the last time." Um, Penelope Ford and I faced each other. This is when I blew out my knee because you're beep 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 husband. It was, and then best friends are in the background going, "Yeah, we taught her how to swear." Yeah, they have a new really funny best friend in Chris Statlander shirt. 
uh, that that cartoon style that they always do now, where mm-hmm. they're all on the bicycle and Chris Statlander's like E.T. on the front in the basket. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I didn't realize she was E.T. in that. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I may get that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I think it's like before she got hurt, she was like the top prospect mm-hmm. that's about to start getting the push. Now she's come back and she's the star. Mm-hmm. That in between period is gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she did the in between period off camera, and now she's come back and she's an absolute star. Yeah, she she must have done a lot of training while she was out because I mean she's excellent now. She had to. Okay, so moving on. Now we have Nightmare Family versus the Nightmare Family versus the Factory. In my notes, I have <laughs> the Nightmare Factory, and I got confused. Uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts heading into this one? Uh, I thought I thought this was going to be exactly what it was. I didn't think it was going to last very long. I thought, oh, Gogo's going to interfere, punch someone. He's always he's always throwing them fists around, which is good. That's what you want him to do. Uh, but it, it was fun for what it was. And, um, the it threw me off. I I must have missed something. Why they had the bus? But because everyone was booing the bus at first, I was like, "Wait, why?" Is it? And I was like, "Oh, the bad guys are on there." But I didn't know that at first. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah. So, what happened at the beginning? The bus pulls up, and out of this is the uh, nightmare family. Cody's nightmare express bus mm-hmm. out, and it pulls up, and out comes. QT and his boys out of the bus and like okay they fucking commandeered Cody's bus what fucking shit heels mm-hmm. um, then immediately they're already in the ring <laughs> like it cuts from the bus to the ring and it's just a brouhaha mm-hmm. um, it's wild right away Lee Johnson is satisfyingly, satisfyingly just teeing off on QT Marshall outside the ring I thought Camarado and so- and uh Aaron Solo looked really nice in this match. They're really establishing themselves as legit talents. Mm-hmm. Camarado has had his shining moments already. Solo has not. I thought Solo looked really good in this match. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of it got captured in commercial break. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> sucks to be him, I guess. But he looked yeah. really good in commercials. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just they look legit. I thought, uh, I love that Camarado used the bear hug because it was giving me huge, the barbarian vibes in the yeah. early nineties. He looks like yeah. that, like that type of wrestler too. Like he looks like a, like a, just a pissed off caveman or something. 1000%. He's just, he's that big meaty guy that I did not care about in the nineties, but like that he has a vibe. He's that specific. Yeah. Big mold. and hairy and ugly and just looks like he'll beat the crap out of you. And they all do the bear hug. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought it was it was a, gr- a great way to generate heat for these guys was to just beat down Uncle Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did for most of the match. They were just wearing out Dustin Rhodes. And the crowd was, I mean, the crowd is all paid by AEW, their AEW employees, but they were eating it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine people watching at home, and if there was a crowd, they would have eaten it up as well because everybody loves Dustin and they were just kicking the shit out of him. And this made that hot tag to Lee Johnson all that more hot and impactful. He came in like a damn spitfire. He looked incredible. He was just running all over these other prospects, showing that 
yes, he is the best prospect, and Cody chose the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked really good. Um, and then, of course, uh, this all came to an end when he got too close to the ropes. He got, he got to the, yeah, he got too close to the ropes, and there's Anthony Agogo. Bam! One shot to the ribs. Down goes Lee Johnson. Then Billy Gunn comes running at him. Bam! Shot to the gut. Shot to the gut on bandaged ribs Yay. from the last time yeah, he the hit DD, him. DDP rib tape still selling from last week. So he, that's the second gut shot for uh, yeah Billy Gunn's done he for Billy Gunn for a week. And of course, <laughs> QT takes advantage. He rolls uh, Johnson back into the ring. Doesn't even do a move. Just pins him. Doesn't mm-hmm. even hit the diamond cutter. I'm just gonna just gonna take this win. He takes the win. He's celebrating at ringside. And at one point, I don't know when this happened, but there was, uh, maybe at the very beginning, but Camarado smoked, um, Dustin Rhodes in the head with his cowbell. Yeah. That was right after the match. They continued the beat down. Okay. uh, Okay. Yeah. So he smokes, uh, Dustin Rhodes in the head with a cowbell. So, and last week. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes hit Camarado with the cowbell, so I think they're going to have a bull rope match. I was just saying, I like that those two are having a little mini feud. Like when he hit him with the bull rope, it's like, oh, they're going to have like a mini feud. This is cool. I like that. Yeah, they're they're going to go old school and have a bull rope match, and they're was the two perfect. Dustin, guys to they do hit that. him with the wooden chair too that he nolt sold. Yep. Yeah, broke that <laughs> shit right over his head. Yeah, that was awesome. splinters. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So QT post match, QT stays in the ring. He's celebrating. Um, his boys are starting to leave, they leave him alone, and out runs Austin and Colton Gunn. They start beating down QT. This brings back in Camarado and and Solo. They're fighting. QT scampers off. He's hightailing it out of there. He's going back to the back to the bus to drive away. As he's approaching the bus, you can see in the in the tinted windows the face of Cody Rhodes waiting for him. <laughs> In the dim lighting, uh, QT opens the door. There's Cody. Cody's just beating the dog piss out of him. With his he beats him all the way up, up onto the jacket. bus. <laughs> there, uh, QT runs onto the bus to get away from Cody because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Cody chases him up there. He's beating him down. Darby gets a, or Darby um, Aubrey. Aubrey gets up there because, of course, they need a ref because mm-hmm. there's no match going on. This is just silly. I loved it. Um, so he's beating him down. He slaps on the figure four, um, makes him tap out on top of the bus. And then Cody g- pops up, does the double buys. Mm-hmm. And-, <laughs> yeah, and all the crowd had come over in front of the bus. I thought with that, I thought Cody was going to throw QT off the top and have everyone catch him. And- yeah, it was cool. I liked it. It was, <laughs> it was so corny. And... I loved it because this is 1,000% a reference to WCW where they also did a bus spot. Um, this is cool. Mm-hmm. This was very was funny. You were saying Camarado reminds you of the 90s. This reminded me of the, this whole in segment reminded me of the 90s too. And I, this whole this whole feud yeah. reminds me of the 90s. Yeah. It sucks for it's great. QT I love and his the 90s. boys because Cody's back now and you guys probably aren't going to win that much now that Cody's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not getting wins anymore. Mm-hmm. Better hope you face Morley Johnson. Yeah, I do think that. Uh, I actually I don't know because. Anyways, what 
what did you think of uh, Cody's return? Uh, it was cool. Uh, com- like, I wish they would have hit him a little bit more when QT was opening the door because you could see Cody standing there. And then Cody jumped out and attacked him. Uh, and commentary's like, wait, who's that standing in the door? I was like, well, it's obviously Cody. You don't even have to try it. You can see the bleach blonde hair. do that. Yeah, you could just see him standing there with his bleach blonde hair. So you know it's Cody, but they that's that's fine. That's just one of those things that you can't really help. But I liked it. I mean, Cody's jacket. That he, they're trying to push the cell is ridiculous and stuff, but like it was just '90s wrestling in the best ways. Them getting on top of the bus and it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was, it was good. It was silly, and they announced a match for next week. They announced it right Cody. after it happened, like Cody versus QT. Yeah. They're like, and Tony Khan has decided that with the emergence of Cody Rhodes, rate right the second yeah. that he already has a match graphic. Yeah, like as and soon as Cody getting... flexes on top of the bus, they're like, and hey, next week there's a match. <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense. Yeah. Tony Khan's a sorcerer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's fine. I loved it. That's one of the pitfalls of taping a show and editing it all. But it is it's great. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was good. Um. Oh my god, this next this, segment. The next segment was great. I love this a lot. This was one of my top moments of the show. This was harrowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Okay, so I have it here. I have it here in my notes. Miro murders Kip. Yeah. So they did this so well, and and but as excited as I was to see Miro murder Kip, the way they shot this and the way that they portrayed uh, Kip Sabian's shock and pain, it legit broke my heart. <laughs> Yeah. Like I felt so bad for him. Yeah, his he, act, his he, and Miro's acting was so good. Yeah, when he walks up, he's like, "I don't know why you guys are here. This is not going to be that big of a deal." Like he just has no idea what's coming. <laughs> yeah, like, I legitimately felt terrible for him. Mm-hmm. It was like I was watching a little kid get tormented and bullied yeah. in the most cruel way. So yeah, Kip walks up to the, he's walking up to Miro's locker room and he's talking to the cameraman. He's like, yeah, I don't know why you guys think this is going to be a big deal. Everything's going to be fine. And he walks in, he sees Miro eating who's an eating apple. an apple. And he says, <laughs> no shirt on. Says, he says, hey Miro, I'm sorry. And before he can even get his stories out, Miro grabs him and he starts throwing him into the wall, into the gate. He starts choking him with the with the gate with the gate chain. He throws him into the into the lockers. He punches him in the face, and then he drags him while he's on the ground by his arm towards the door towards the doorway. And he's saying, "Miro, I'm gonna saying I'm gonna hold you accountable now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold you accountable." He takes him to the and Kit or and Kit is crying saying miro no miro please stop it's me mm-hmm. miro and then he slams the door on his arm and his whimpers and his crying and miro cradles his head and says it's okay now i forgive you yeah and i was like i was like whoa what the fuck yeah that was <laughs> it's so like this cool. got Just way too heavy miro is completely unhinged broke his arm and said i forgive you now and like i loved it like the acting and the pain on Kip's face, like his facials, mm-hmm. like his tears and his cry. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I was like, "That's uncomfortable." 
was like, this is <laughs> like, your acting's too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, I was like, wow, you have turned Miro into an absolute monster now. I want to, I want to see someone beat up Miro now. Yeah. Like yeah. I did not like Kip. Kip was a heel. Now you've complete, they did such a good job. They completely baby face Kip Sabian and turn here and turn Miro into the biggest monster heel. Oh yeah. And you know, in one like two minute segment, the next time we see Miro, Kip's going to be there with a cast on and Miro's like gaslighting him and stuff. It's going to be great. Well, gaslighting's like, not great, but you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and it's like, it's all it's like, even like the, the clothes that, Kip Sabian wears as well, and just the sheer size difference between the two, mm-hmm. it looked like a big bully beating up a little kid. Yeah, yeah. And really there was good. nothing he could do about it. I was like, "Wow, this is kudos to these guys because they yeah. did something special." I was like, "You turned something that nobody cared about at, at one point into something that legit choked me up." Yeah. What by he... the end of it, oh, uh, after he you know told Kip, it's like, "Okay, I forgive you now." He's like, good talk, buddy, and just walks off. Like, he says, good talk, oh. buddy. <laughs> like, they just had a conversation. <laughs> yeah, so I'm fascinated what the tri- what the timeline is for Miro. Because mm-hmm. he's obviously going for Darby. Oh, yeah. That has to be. The- he's not going for Kenny yet. If they do go for Kenny and he loses, that's a mistake. Yeah, it'd be um, weird, too, because they're both heels. So it'd be heel versus heel, too. So One thing, I saw somebody... Uh, I don't remember where I saw it, so I can't give credit, and I apologize. But somebody mentioned that Brian Cage should go after Kenny, and for the for the championship belt for the AW championship. But Kenny should say, "No, this is a champ versus champ match. I want the FTW oh, belt. That'd be cool. Gets him another belt." <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes. So yeah, I think he goes for. The, for the TNT title. Yeah. And my booking would be, he gets the TNT title and then eventually does a champ versus champ with Kenny mm-hmm. down cool. the line, like way down the line. Mm-hmm. Like he defends it for a while against other people and just r- runs rough shot over people. I just like how many singles matches has he had against people who aren't choppers? This is my only problem with, with Miro, the Miro build. Uh, he needs sure. to kill a few more people. Yeah. He needs to start up in his competition. And destroying some more established names so he looks even more dominant. Mm-hmm. They got to get him on TV a little bit more. These promos are amazing. Mm-hmm. And this segment with Kip was aces. Like, it was uh, far more dramatic than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. They need to have him, like, beat up, beat both varsity blondes or something in a handicap match or something like that. Like, some of the lower mid-card guys. Have him start mm-hmm. going to those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- yes, it'll be. Uh, I'm very excited though. I'm really happy to see how they're handling him now. I always knew they would get there eventually. He just had to get out of that previous feud. He's yeah. out of it now. Yeah, now that and, he's out of that feud and like this, like I, I love just completely unhinged Miro. Like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, and then no, oh, nothing happened. We just had a talk. Like you're cool now. We're cool. Yeah, the, the last month has been. Perfect. Mm-hmm. They clearly know where they have to go now. Yeah. And I'm happy for it. So now we have, we're have we at the main event now. This is 10 versus Darby. Um, what were your expectations for this guy? Uh, I thought this was going to be a really good match. It's uh, Was this the third week in a row Darby Allens defended in the main event? So I like that the, 
at the second or third week. I like the story that they're telling though, like Darby every week, uh, trying to, uh, hold on to that title. And, uh, it, you could tell it's starting to take a toll on him. Like all the beatings he's taking and stuff. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Cause like this week he ripped tins mask in the middle of the match and stuff. And he's, I don't think he's going to go heel, but he's doing heel tactics to try to keep the title. I like that mm-hmm. storytelling device. But this was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked yeah. Tin's promo beforehand. Talked about how he wants to win the title because it, it was Brody's title and Brody meant so much to him and stuff. So that I liked that a lot. But yeah, this was good. What do you think? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. It wasn't, it was very good, not great. Um, And that's not a knock against them. It's just uh, this was a match where Darby, this is now Darby's turn to elevate somebody. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in the past, it's been other people elevating Darby to the point where now he can do it to someone else. So that's that's really cool to see. But obviously, the match quality is not going to quite be there because Ten's still quite raw and he is still mm-hmm. quite new. So it it was it was what I expected. It's certainly not a knock. Um, I was really happy, as you said, they they used the row to um, promo for this. And I was really happy to see that. And I really like that they're doing that to sort of get over some of the guys who are a little less polished talkers. Yeah. Like, uh, Ten's not a guy who's going to go out there and cut a great promo, but you can edit a very good promo for him as a vignette behind the scenes. And they did that with Tay Conti last week. They did that with him this week. They've done that with Darby. <laughs> like, it's this is this is how you get these guys over until they're comfortable talking on the mic when if they never are comfortable talking on the mic in the middle of the ring they don't have to yeah. just cut them in as vignettes who cares yeah especially Take this day and age you can do all sorts of stuff where they don't have yeah, to be can, in the ring you can smoke and mirrors this mm-hmm. um yeah so 10 had some this was this was a 10 showcase essentially mm-hmm. um 10 had some really nice impactful moves Right off the bat, he hit this really nice shoulder block that just launched Darby into the stratosphere. He <laughs> he sold this like he was shot out of a cannon, and I loved it. He really put over his opponent's power there. Um, the hammer Irish whips into the corner by 10 against Darby were amazing because darby looked he was going at the speed of light yeah. back and forth across the ring into the into the turnbuckles um they looked incredibly brutal my tv couldn't even keep up with it with the refresh rate <laughs> he was going so fast um 10 hit this one-armed power bomb it it was it was really cool because darby had been working on the hand and on the arm of 10 so his arm was hurt and so he got a. Uh, he powerbombed Darby, but he only had use of one arm, and he did it with one yeah, arm. Yeah, that was cool. Like, that was really cool. I was like, I don't care how light Darby is. That was really, really cool mm-hmm. to see. Um, that was a really nice spot. Um, and as you mentioned, Darby, I really loved his desperation in this match. Like his, The offense that he got was like gouging at Ten's eyes, stomping on his hand biting his hand ripping away at his mask gouging at his eyes um like i legit thought he was going to tear the mask clean off of yeah 10. i thought he was, was going to take the whole mask off and then tin was just going to be maskless from now on i thought that, i was like oh they're doing it they're taking his mask off because eventually that's going to happen because he's a good looking guy mm-hmm. um they're going to do that at some point 
but um I'm glad they didn't because his tie to to Brody Jr. Yeah. is with their mask. Yeah. So I think they, they got to keep going with that for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Page at one point got involved in this match. He jumped Darby from behind when he was outside the ring, smacked his head into the pole, and then rolled him back into the ring. Sting chased off Ethan Page. And Ten, he's standing there. He's conflicted. He doesn't know... He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want to attack Darby while he's down and out. And he's looking at the Dark Order boys, and they're like, I don't know, man. I think you got to do it. You got to win, man. Just go for it. Then he hits him with this. He picks him up, the prone Darby, and hits him with this awesome-looking slingshot German off the ropes. That just, like, once again, Darby looked like he was a projectile. Mm -hmm. Like, just, just a blue streak. And even as this, as the match ends, Darby's caught in, he's caught in Ten's finisher, which is the, which is, which is the full Nelson. And he's ragdolling him. He looks like he's about to go out, but he's too close to the turnbuckle. He runs up the turnbuckle, rolls up, 10 gets his shoulders on the ground apparently one of his shoulders was up who gives a fuck yeah (laughs) one two three good match really good match i I, give it 3.75 stars i like not quite great but yeah i like that type of finish that he did because like it was like wrestlemania 8 i think it was the piper bret hart match finish where they're in the sleeper and they roll over they've done it with samoa joe sometimes too I, i like that type of finish where it's like the winner has to like Pretty much just pin you, but still live in that submission hold. So it's cool. Yeah, it, I I really, I love how absolutely desperate Darby gets in his matches mm-hmm. to win. Like, like if he doesn't like act like a freaking honey badger and try and go for your eyes and try and rip off your nose and bite you and, and all that shit, he's not winning. Mm-hmm. So, like... It's really cool. It really uh, has hammered home his character. And he's getting more and more desperate with each match that he has. Mm-hmm. And I think it's absolutely going to catch up with him very soon. Yeah. Yeah. And he's wrestling uh, like bigger guys each week too. So it's definitely mm-hmm. going to catch up to him pretty soon. Hopefully with Miro. So it doesn't look like he has a match next week, and I don't think he will. No, they don't need to. Here's the thing. We can't say that because every week is – it's not – it's never announced on the week before his episode. He always puts out the challenge midweek on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So we could get another match next week. I don't think we will because uh, – actually, sorry. There was a post-match. Let's talk about the post-match. Um Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky ran out to the ring. They assaulted Darby. They assaulted Sting. Um, Scorpio Sky put Sting in the heel hook, forcing Darby Allen to watch. Then Archer ran out and chased them off. Mm-hmm. Chased off the da- dastardly heels. End credits. Yeah. And while uh, so. Sting was in the heel hook, Ethan Page was like screaming at him. It was pretty awesome. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. And Ethan Page looks like a complete douchebag. Yeah. And I like that. Pink shirt the the shortest shorts. Yeah. The pinkest shirt. I think he was wearing Sperry's. Yeah. He looked like a one of those hit me and I'll sue you type guys. Or my dad's a lawyer type guy. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wish they had a little more of a story as opposed to just running out and beating up Sting each week, but yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, Darby and Archer versus those guys. I don't know. Yeah. We'll I don't see. know what they're going to do. I mean, Sting got physical this week. So okay, does he want to get involved? I know his last, even though it's a cinema match, he said he was pretty banged up afterwards. I don't know if he can wrestle. Yeah, full match, but we'll I don't see. know if I want to see a wrestle full match. I'd get too nervous. No, I don't think he can, and I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. I think he's there to be a manager that can take a bump. Yeah, and that's that's perfect. And him wrestling yeah, it is. Make, makes me nervous. Yeah, so if if we're looking at next week, we have the we have the four way tag match, which is an eliminator match, and this is between. SCU, Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, good for them, mm-hmm. and The Acclaimed. Um, obviously, SCU is winning, yeah. unless the Bucks screw them. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, which, the Bucks screw them, and then they had to break up on a, from a random four-way match. That would be awesome. I would actually love to see that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good. Um, well, yeah, because here's the thing. As much as I... I think they could do a good match. I don't know if that's necessarily a pay-per-view match. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be like on like Fighter Fest. Well, that's a long time away, but like when they do like Fighter Fest, like the bigger special dynamites. Well, hmm. They could do the SEU win next week. The Bucks face them the week after, and then somehow this Kenny and Kingston or this uh Kingston and Moxley thing keeps going so that we get Kingston versus Kingston and Mox versus the Bucks at at the pay per view. Yeah, that'd be good. We could they could do that. They have uh, they've got a lot of work to do because mm-hmm. then like who does Kenny face? Interesting. Then we have Doctor Britt Baker. DMD will be in action next week. This is going to be a squash. Yeah, it's not going to be. It'll be good though. Mm-hmm. It'll be good to see her back in the ring. Then we again we have Kenny and MT Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I don't in this in this uh promotional image we have here, he's got all his belts with him. Yeah. So I think next week we see him with all his belts. Yeah. They end this week's promo, they had him with all his belts as well, which is kind of annoying because <laughs> then he didn't show up. Yeah. But uh <laughs> But I think we see it next week, and yeah, so I think they are going to beat the snot out of Nakazawa, and Kenny's not even going to yeah, get Kenny's in the ring. Kenny's not going to get in the ring at all. He won't tag himself in. I don't. I think he'll probably walk away. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he'll get up, probably stand in his corner, and then just leave. Yeah, so that'll be good. I'm actually very interested in that because that's definitely going to advance their story. Mm-hmm going forward there. Um, then we have Cody versus QT Marshall. Which I'm which is, still surprised they're doing it so soon <laughs> after Cody came yeah. back. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I think it'll be good, though. <laughs> I think it will be good. Yeah. Um, it says that the factory will all be there at ringside, along with Arn Anderson, who we haven't seen since the factory initially formed when they uh, wrapped his arm around the guardrail. Mm-hmm. So, I think that tells me that everyone's getting involved. In Somebody's going to be a gonna spine be... buster from Arn Anderson for sure. Yeah, this is going to be one of those overbooked matches. Mm-hmm. 
but it's maybe not even the, have a definitive ending so they can keep keep it going. Yeah, so uh I'm I'm very much into the storyline though. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. And then we have Blood and Guts, which will be I can't wait. I'm still very curious to see. I think they can get all of these matches in the first hour. Oh, the for first sure. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if two of them are uh, are squashes, as we think it, they are. Yeah. Um, the one thing is they do have to work around commercials and maybe the odd potential promo. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they could get at least 40 minutes, 45 minutes for Blood and Guts. I trust them, especially if they're going to be taping the other matches. They can fine-tune it a bit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Who are you predicting wins this? Uh, I say the Pinnacle. Pinnacle. I gotta go with the Pinnacle. It's usually war games and stuff the heels win, so just keeping that tradition going. Yeah, I say uh, the Pinnacle wins, and Jericho's written off for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I'm sure he's going to want to tour with his band now that everyone's coming back out of COVID stuff. Yeah, that's coming. Yeah, he need, he needs a little time off. Because mm-hmm. he was supposed to take time off last year, but then COVID happened, so he just kind of stayed and helped out. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the little secret nugget yeah. that they snuck into this episode. I was wondering if we were going to talk about this. Yeah. Is uh, in two weeks' time, we are going to have John Moxley defending the IWGP U.S. Championship against Yuji Nagata. Yeah, motherfucking Blue Justice up in here. That is wild. <laughs> this is so fun. Yeah. This is so fun. Um, imagine Shuda shows up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shuda man. Umino. I hope so. Yeah, because a couple weeks ago, Moxley put on, just on New Japan's Twitter, like they just posted a random video of him challenging Yuji Nagata, so I figured it'd be on their US, the New Japan US show, but... They're doing it straight in AEW, which is awesome. The Forbidden Door is still open, so that's good. I think they should be doing more of that mm-hmm. because it gives the... Especially since they put that match up on their site, mm-hmm. the previous Kenta match. Yeah. It makes sense to do it in front of fans. Yeah. To put it up there makes it bigger. Yeah, and it's Eugene Nagata's... Because he's wrestling WCW, so it's his first time on TNT in like 20-something years, which is really cool. That's very cool. Um, these guys are going to have a hard-hitting match. If you guys haven't watched Yuji Nagata, yeah. he is one of those murder grandpas yeah. that we've talked about. Yeah, I saw people complaining online, oh, everyone's excited for Yuji Nagata, but he's as old as Goldberg. And it's like we talked about before, my favorite wrestler in the world is Minoru Suzuki. He's 53. It's just that Goldberg sucks. So, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Goldberg is a shitty wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you <laughs> wait till you see if you've never seen Yuji Nagata, he's fifty three. He does not wrestle like he's fifty three. Yuji Nagata could kick the shit out of Goldberg. Let's be real. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. why Yuji Nagata. Yuji Nagata cool. could beat me and you up both at the same time. <laughs> if Yuji Nagata was as bad as Goldberg, I wouldn't want to watch Yuji yeah, Nagata yeah. either. It has nothing to do with age. It's just how good they are. Like so. But yeah, yeah. this is cool. I'm glad the Forbidden Door's still open. They train differently in Japan. Mm-hmm. Their wrestlers wrestle a long, a lot longer than yeah. and at a very, American wrestlers. Very big high rate too. 
And like American wrestlers all die mm-hmm. by the time the Eugene Agata is still wrestling. Yeah. 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 This is cool. Um, I'm glad it's going to be on AEW. Just cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, this is, this is awesome. Um, yeah. And this it's is, another huge thing great. they announced this far in advance. Cause next week you got blend guts and then now you got, Oh shit. Eugene Agata is going to be on here. I got to watch that week too. Well, this is one of the ideas that I had, like if they, the problem with the belt collector is that you're dealing with these other companies mm-hmm. and it's really tough as far as shooting and filming and like booking matches. You don't have control over the matches or what the finishes are necessarily, or you have two companies negotiating like this is, um, New Japan is giving a lot of control to AEW here, I assume, mm-hmm. in how this match will get put together. Obviously, they have a specific finish they want, but they're doing it with their production and with on their timelines and all that stuff. So it's easy for them to put this match on. This, for me, sort of opens the door for Kenny potentially challenging Moxley for the yeah. U.S. Championship. Yeah. I've already taken one of your titles. Give me your other one. Like that? That would be a way if they ever wanted to get Kenny to Japan. Yep. And Kenny was the that first would, U.S. champ. In that, would be a, that would be a brilliant segue mm-hmm. if Kenny could take that belt off Moxley. And then Kenny says, you know what? I'm going to go defend this, uh, this New Japan belt in New Japan. See ya. Mm-hmm. And then he goes there to defend. That would be so cool. Yeah. And again, this is just a... Uh, an idea that I had like a while ago, as soon as they put it on the air, I was like, Oh, well, this just opened up a, a way for Kenny to get a new Japan belt without having to go to new Japan to do it. Mm-hmm. And it gives him a belt to win on his own show. Yeah. Because the impact one is tough because that's, that's one of the reasons why I, th- I thought they couldn't um, promote the impact stuff as well as they could have or why, why it gets tough with even having Kenny on their show, because you can't really control it. It's their show. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't control the narrative or how the matches are going to go or this and that. And everyone's on different filming schedules. Like they or impact films, all they film like week long or they film like month long blocks. Yeah. They'll film a month at a time of content. So your content that's, weekly has to fit uh kayfabe and story wise with theirs which is already filmed it's very Uh unwieldy whereas if you can do it on your own show with new japan and there's a little more synergy there that's uh because they don't even have a show that you have to work around they don't Uh have weekly shows so it doesn't matter their guys can just show up (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it gives a lot more wiggle room and um, apparently some other news, which could lead to more relationships, is Ring of Honor has stopped working with CMLL. Mm-hmm. So now Ring of Honor is now a lot more open to, in theory, to work with um, AEW because they work with, AEW works with AAA. Yeah. So now Ring of Honor could work with those two companies now, as opposed to CMLL, who nobody wants to work with. Apparently. Yeah, apparently CMLL is they're falling on some hard times right now. 
Yeah. So. Their their wrestlers don't even want to work with them. I think was mm-hmm. it Bandito or Roosh? They're like, Yeah, okay, well, they, we won't work with you then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And if Yeah. It's crazy. Those are the two biggest luchadors in yeah. your industry. So Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um we're starting to uh go off course here, so I think this is probably it for us for this yeah. episode. It's a good one. It's a good one, man. And a lot of fun. So uh I guess we'll we'll hang this one up and then go see what Kenny did on Impact. Yeah. Next week we'll see you guys for Blooded Guts. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> see you later. See ya.